0: Welcome FM enthusiasts. Welcome to Attention Undivided, where we go in depth with some of the most interesting voices in music. Before we start, I'd like to give a full apology to my phone. Phone, since before you, when you didn't have a case, I treated you well. I treated you tenderly. Since you got the case, I've been throwing you all over the place. I'm inconsiderate. I'll get better. I'll be better. We have what a one- they're made for? Yeah, you know, you got to be honest. You got to keep the relationship honest. I've been mistreating the phone, so I am lucky enough to have with me one of the uh, one of the people that's been in my ears all year uh, that we're talking about, Andrew, uh, who released Pop nineteen sixty seven and then followed it with Manual Labor uh pop 1967 manual labor you produced it all you put it out through uh, you don't deserve this beautiful art and yep. what what a time I mean this is uh, this is a it's a project that's been climbing my best of list uh, thank you to an unbelievable degree uh, and I'm just I'm very happy to to have you uh, I'm, the, the story is that, Zilla sent me it, of course, Zilla Raka, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Shout out, to, shout out to Stevie.
0: No kidding, man. He, so he sends this to me, and, and I say to him, I said, holy shit, if, this, this, if Blind Melon came up in this rap era, this is what they would try and do. Uh, and it was, it was so interesting to me. Is that, is that an offensive characterization? Is that okay?
1: No, that's fine with me. I
0: I'm not offended. Good deal. The uh, no, it was, it's it's such a groove, uh, an inherent groove. But beyond the groove of the songs, there's like, first of all, there's crazy punchlines, really high level shit, and there's a lot of frustration uh, in yeah. in <laughs> So that's what did it for me, and obviously. I mean, I was content to just write about how great you are from a distance, but I think once manual labor came out, I was like, "We got to talk." I mean, this is because that was that was real high level venting. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's honestly, I I feel like it's. I mean, for me at least, but I feel like for a lot of people, it's you know, it's a uh, that's what it's there for almost. You know what I mean? It's sure. it's like a therapy session in itself, it's a release, it's how you can continue to operate in the world with, you know, without, like, driving yourself crazy, it's, it's, it's like saying things out loud makes you feel better Mm -hmm. sometimes, so it just, you know, it was just, that's always been my way of kind of, like, getting, getting, um, just, like, kind of working through things, so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it just... It just makes sense.
0: That's awesome. So, how has the how's the reception been uh, to to these releases? Uh, I, I mean, any
1: all, all the reception that I have got has been definitely good. Um, you know, I, in, like uh, I'm not you know, it's not like super out there, and it's not like I'm I'm getting right. messages and. Getting hit up by people on the regular, but I mean, it, I feel like everyone that has heard it has been, um, you know, has had super good things to say, which is always really, it's nice, you know. I, it, it feels good to to make something that people can actually connect with and can appreciate. So, definitely been getting good reception uh, thus far. Um, obviously, it's nice because since uh, Zilla has been kind of throwing it around to people that wouldn't have otherwise known me. It's kind of nice that I feel like with this, I'm definitely kind of reaching a, a wider audience than I had in the past. So that honestly is the best thing for me. So, I mean, I'm gonna make the music either way, but it's nice when you can get it to get spread a little further, so. It's been cool. It's been cool to see.
0: That is awesome. No, it, it's, and it's very cool that you're that centered and just saying, like, hey, it's cool that it's bigger than it was, but if it wasn't, I'd still be on the same road. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. 100%. So, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of places to go here. So, but uh, way, way to the world, you know, with necessary people producing it. Mm-hmm. It was a different sound I, I'm a big I alive fan I, I, I think yeah. his music is very kinetic and it's very realized right move 100 uh, percent and so way of the world really pops with songs like coins and just like they, it's vibrant you know yeah and I, honestly I think a lot of people should hit up I alive if they're missing that sound right if they're like
1: yeah
0: we should get over the call he's great
1: uh, but he's, a, he's the best. I, I love that, that dude. He's like one of my best friends, actually. So, like that's how that all even came to be. Um, I just, I always worked with him, and uh, that was just kind of the product of us doing some stuff. And then it turned into the necessary people because <clears throat> I was working on some songs with him, and then uh, Height was sending me some beats as well and then they had been making some beats together as well as necessary people. And they they hit me with some of those. So I had some Don beat or some Ili beats, some hype beats, and then some both. And then the ones that they had made individually, they just kind of sent to each other and then put a little of like their own flavor on it, which was oh, cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so it really started, it really started not at first, it was just me and me and I alive were working on some stuff. I, I, rec- I used to record a lot with him, and just we would just be hanging out and just kind of like mess around some stuff. And then I once Haydad had sent me some stuff, and I wrote was I had a couple songs on each of theirs. I think that's kind of where it stemmed to be like, oh, we should just do that, do this as a necessary people record. So it was cool. They both have really awesome styles and they're both like great, great people. So it was, it was an awesome project to work on with them.
0: Yeah, no, that's, and that's interesting because it seems like you didn't really step in there being like, this is an EP or this is an album. You were just making songs and it just kind of, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was funny. So that, that album was like, it was weird. So it was. We, we were recording some songs, and, like, we had this and that. And then once we kind of figured out that it was going to be the Necessary People thing, we had some more songs to do. But it was right when the pandemic, like, was really hitting. Mm-hmm. And we weren't even really able to finish up everything we wanted to do with it. So it kind of just came out as, like, the nine songs. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't, like, couldn't really do much more with it, unfortunately. I mean, I guess we could have. But instead of, like putting a halt on it and then waiting, it was like, just, you know, just put out what we have and then keep moving. So it was, it was definitely challenging because there was some things that were like, okay, we have this, but we want to at least get these couple more. So we kind of like had to work around some stuff to get it done, but it was, it's cool to work with those guys. I love them both. So they're both super talented. And I was, you know, I felt, you know thankful to be you know getting stuff from from both because they're just like the it's just crazy they have such cool styles like the stuff that they flip and the little things that they do the little intricacies in the beats that like you don't even maybe realize all the time but then when you like hear it more and more you like pick it up it's just really really cool
0: and i feel like I alive has gotten a little chance to flex with Donovan Days and really like just showing his guitar and bass playing skills are just great and he's just really ornately musical in this psychedelic way that's that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I was really hyped that he did that project because Donovan is just so much more than um, just you know he's he's an amazing. Producer, amazing, like lyricist, just c- kind of everything, but he's just so much more than just that. And it was cool for him to just kind of <laughs> like come out there and just like fully just hit that and just be like, yeah, I, you know, I can do this too. Just kind of like let it be known because he's so much more than just what he might have been previously thought to be. So. And I, I was like, I uh, I got to hear all those demos as they were being made and stuff. And it was really cool to see the progression of the songs and uh, how it all came together. Because that record is super, like, it's it's got a lot of different sounds, but it's still very cohesive at the same time. So it was really cool to watch him put it all together.
0: <clears throat> so pretty. So he's like... That's the thing about I Alive is he can really, he can flex. Like if you look at, uh, I love him on Pomplamoose. I love, like yeah, a, a verse on Pomplamoose. He's got a real interesting creative mind when it comes to lyrics. Uh, yeah, but he's not scared of pretty little sounds like Little Shadow, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, and I think that's really powerful. That he there's nothing really off limits for him. Not just, at all continuum of, of what he's doing
1: yeah he can he can really do anything truly like i really believe that he could do anything at a high level so you know and he's like that's just like my guy so naturally i when i flipped the Pamplemousse beat i like showed it to him that like the same day and i was like yeah so we're just gonna have to do this one and you know he was super into it um, so it was cool it was cool that that he uh, that he got on there and also it was like you know musically and just in general like we're super close so um, I've been rapping on his beats now for like some years he'd been recording me right. you know it was cool to like flip the script and like get him on something yeah, that right. I made you know That's a so, so that was really cool because I'm a, as much as of a friend I'm a fan of him so naturally I wanted to get him on it so
0: yeah no it's uh and 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 you brought a really interesting point that got me thinking which is there's so many artists who were finishing up a record right as COVID happened and they they decided to just like I'm just gonna sit on the record and Mm -hmm. you end up like staring at this fucking record for another year
1: I will never do that again
0: ready for like months uh, and so i think you made the right call of just being like send it and let's let me clear this yeah. put it to put a new thing together yeah um i feel like there's
1: been so many things over the years that i've like worked on or you know had written had down had whatever recorded maybe even that just like you know, either never came out or we never got into sessions with someone to actually lay it all down, even though the songs were all completely done. There were so many things over the years that just like never saw the light of the day that at this point, I'm just fully over mm-hmm. that in general. I'm just, I'm going to make the music that I'm making at the time. I'm going to put it out and then I'm going to keep moving forward and like keep on. I'm, I'm not just, I'm not just going to like, oh, well, wait for the time for this one. No, like the time is you make it and you put it out and then you keep making music.
0: Yeah, no, everybody has to kind of face that. I I mean, I remember when I was putting out my first book and my sister said, you shouldn't do it. And I said, why? And she's like, well, if you're not 100% ready, it's going to look bad like in the public. People are going to see it. They're going to see the errors in it and you're going to look bad, right? Like you need to be a thousand percent before you ever do anything. And I was like, no, nah. <laughs> I put it out. And it's, I still enjoy it. It's got syntax errors, whatever. But like, and my next book was much better, but yeah, that's life, man. Like you live, yeah. with, your commitment as an artist is to live in the space. hundred <laughs> percent.
1: And it's also like, when are you ever going to be a hundred or thousand percent ready for anything? Like there, yeah. there's always, Oh, I want this one more song or I want to do this or this. Like, yeah, like there's always more, <laughs> but that's why you continue. And then you just, like you said, you put out your first book and then your next one was better because you were like, okay, I want to do a, B and C differently. Or I want to like, you know, you like went for, you furthered whatever you were, you know, working on because of that. So
0: right. it's just like,
1: you know, this is like our work. This is like what we do. And it's just like sad to think about one day if you get down the line to be like, oh, I should have did this or I should have put this or whatever. So just do it. It's just like, <laughs> who cares about what people, you know, everyone, someone's going to say something about it no matter what, it, it, you know, you're not going to win hundred percent with everyone, no matter what. So, I mean, obviously I'm not saying rush things uh-huh. out the door, but you know, like do it correctly and just do it how you want it, get it out there. And then like just progress and do, you know try to work on it further the next time. And you'll see, you'll, you'll put it out. You'll see what you wanted to do different. You'll see what you maybe did wrong or whatever, whatever you did right that you didn't think was going to, you know you didn't think it was gonna be received one way and it was, and then you just, you
0: kind of keep going with that. It, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's uh, I, one of the major points that I keep saying over and over again is that art is embarrassing. It's embarrassing to do, it's embarrassing to perform, and people need to kind of have a better understanding of that. The proof of that is the guy at the house party that you run into who's writing a book, right? And he's like, I'm writing a book. It's great. Let me tell you about it. I'm the kind of person who locks in and's like, tell me about it. And so he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, so where are you at? Well, I haven't started yet. You got to fucking start it today, man. You got to. Yeah. Gotta yeah. Uh, and I'm, so I'm always on that guy. Like, write this book. Yeah, 100%.
1: That's like, I, I have like a lot of friends that are just such talented musicians. And they'll send me like oh yeah, I'm working on this or like, and they'll send me like demos or this or that. And then like, that's probably their biggest mistake ever because as soon as they do that, I will be constantly like, hey, when are you Ooh. putting that thing out? What You, you work on it anymore? Like, Straight because up. I I just like, I get really psyched on my friends and people that I care about doing cool stuff like that. And like, I don't want them to, to think back, like, oh, shit, I was making all this cool stuff, and I just never did anything with it. So...
0: Yeah, that could... I mean, it's... And sometimes it's a work ethic thing. Some people are not built for the grind of finishing projects and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, But other times, it is a scared at the edge of the pool thing. Yeah. Diving board, like, you know, afraid to jump. And that's the guy with the book, right? (laughs) Who has the book all figured out, but hasn't started it. He's at the edge of the diving board, like...
1: Yeah. Well, it's like putting out music and art. And like you said, like anything like that is just like so vulnerable. You're just there. You're so you're so like you're just standing there for everyone to just you're standing up on a thing. And it's just everyone just looking at you. Right. And it's it's scary because, you know, you're put if you're being true to yourself and you're putting out there, putting out stuff that is really you. That, like, is 100% in fact you, then it's extremely scary because you're just putting yourself out there for people to dissect and uh, criticize and say whatever they want because maybe they never did anything like that. So they don't have anything out there like that. So they think they can just say whatever they want to. And it it hurts sometimes, you know, obviously, but like, it is this part of life. You know what I mean? Like, people are gonna say stuff no matter what. You're not gonna win with everyone, like I said. And <clears throat> if it's true to you, like, fuck it. Like, right. you, you just gotta do it. And as much as it's scary, it's like, it's also like, you let go and it's just like, you feel you feel great. You're scared and then you, as soon as you let go, it's like, what's, happen, what's gonna happen is gonna happen. And it's just like a weight off your shoulders at that point as
0: well. But it's like, to let go, it's very tough sometimes it's the difference in the aftertaste right like a- after you've really done the shit how you wanted to do it it's it's amazing you, you mm-hmm. the weight lifted is amazing you, yep. you just like clear it all out and start again uh, yep. but if you didn't fucking do it the way you wanted to do it oh that's yeah it's it's, it's a
1: souring taste
0: yeah that's no, that so, But going from the production sound of Way to the World to the sound of Pop 1967, Manual Labor. Uh, so it sounds like after, after that organic process, put that out, COVID's here, and you're just kind of with yourself, just making this music, producing it yourself, making it yourself. What, do you, what were you hoping to achieve with the sound? Because it's a very... <clears throat> Um, I honestly
1: wasn't looking to achieve anything at all. I was, so I always wanted to learn the production side of things. So I always like dabbled in it. I, I worked a lot with like when I was younger, I, I, I mean, throughout my whole career, we'll say Mm -hmm. I, I worked with producers That would send them things and be like, oh, yeah, like this, this is exactly what I want. Like, so I I was always on that. I always had like an ear for what I wanted to hear. And I could be like, I could explain things exactly so I could get the result that I wanted to get. But like, kind of, you know, it was like almost, but I didn't do it myself. So, you know, they always see their own little, their own little way. So it's like almost there. But so I've been doing that for a long time. And I just, you know, I just didn't know the technical part of it. So once COVID hit and I lost my job, I was just home every day. And I was determined to, like, actually learn stuff and, you know, take advantage of the actual time that I had to spend on things. Where, as before, I would, you know, I'd come from work, I'd be like, You know, during the day, I tell myself all day, like, oh, yeah, when I'm done, I'm going to get this done and do this and do this. Then you get home, you're like, I just want to eat dinner and sit here like I'm tired. So once I had the time, I was determined to use it in a good way to teach myself stuff and, you know, get better at things and learn. So I just kind of just like sat a lot of hours and just kind of taught myself myself. enough where I was like at first I was like okay this is pretty awful but like it's it's like achieving it's there it's very rough but it's there so I was like I just need to like keep working through it and refine it and so I did I just kept working and kept working till I got to like this one beat I made and I was like damn this is like not even awful I was I was I was so I was so psyched that it just didn't sound like completely terrible Right. And then I just started sending all these beats to Donovan and being like, hey, like, oh, yeah, I made this and this. And he's like, yeah, man, this is actually like this is pretty good. And so I just kept going. And and really, it was like I listened to a lot of music just in general, all different types of music. So I was just kind of like. Going through the normal stuff, listening to music that I enjoy and being like, oh, that would be cool and just kind of flipping things that i personally enjoyed already right and and then like like you said like what was i trying to achieve it was really just like i was i was kind of when i got to the point where i was making beats and i had refined it enough where you know i could i could do a good enough job to make something that i would like use i i was kind of just like oh yeah i really like this so i'd flip something And then, say, I would flip, like, three or four. There would be, like, one that just really was just, like, yelling at me. Like, that made me really want to write. So it was kind of just like that. It was just making a lot of stuff. And then there was some stuff that I flipped that was, like, instantly just, like, oh, yeah. Just, like, I just needed to, like, start going in on it, like, immediately. And that's kind of just how the album came together. It was just me flipping a ton of shit. And then just those songs that are between those two projects are just like songs that were just like, oh, yeah, like, I just need to write to this immediately. And then that's what the albums, that's what the projects became.
0: That's awesome. I mean, well, and for me, when we, we reviewed your project on the weekly show next to some really important hard hitting albums. Uh, and, and we were like, nothing sounds like this. Like nothing sounds like Pop 1967. Um, was there a point where you figured that out, where you were like, "Damn, I don't think anything sounds like this. Like, this is different. Honestly, it was, again, just,
1: like... I, I guess I kind of realized that, like, I was definitely doing something that was not necessarily, like, something I was hearing. Yeah. But I also... I wasn't really thinking about it that much because, like I said, I was just listening to stuff I liked. I was like, oh, this is this is like I can I can make this work somehow. I was like, I know I can I can do this in a way where I can deliver it, where it's still like a hip hop song. But, you Uh know, maybe it's not like your norm, but like to me, it's still hip hop. I mean, it's it doesn't have to all be the same thing to be, you know, it's just kind of a variation And I'm just kind of, like, fusing some stuff. And it's just because of the sounds, I feel. Like, some of the sounds are just sounds you don't really, like, hear in traditional hip-hop production. But just because they're not what you usually hear doesn't mean they aren't that still. You know what I mean? So I was just like, oh, this sounds really cool. And I can definitely, like, you know, bar out or whatever on this or do whatever, just, like... Like the one song like the tangled up and drew that was like it was cool because it was like a different it was it was like the different uh like you know it wasn't like your typical it was like a three four or whatever yep. so it was it was like a cool challenge to like you know write it in like a different way to right. still make it work, but not you know not like your your average stuff
0: just uh I know I know I've played. I've played this album for my son much too much. I probably a bad parent, uh, but it, and he started singing. Everything is fine or whatever in the back seat one day. Uh, mm-hmm. he started singing along with. It. I was like, oh no, but you know he's he. It's it's very catchy, and I think it it seems like if you are producing your own work successfully and rapping on it, if you find. Like, as you said, this may be non-traditional production sounds for hip-hop, but they are traditional sounds in you, right? And mm-hmm. you're the traditional sounds for you that you're most comfortable on, and you put those in the beat, and then the rest of you just follows, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you're comfortable in that space, and that's where you do your best work, and that, like, that's where you're at, that's where Elucid's at, and it's the same kind of find where what the beat in you and do it
1: uh, yeah yeah it, it's it's honestly it was just like the fact that I you know it was something that I that I had you know really wanted to do for such a long time and that I finally had got to the point where I could do it I just, I think I was just getting so psyched that I was, that I was like, oh shit, like I made this, this, this is awesome. Like, that I just like wanted to write so badly then that it just, it kind of like me making the beats, like just fueled my writing even more um, than usual. And I think also a thing was with this record is that like, I mean, not with like Donovan or really not with anybody that I work with really because a lot of the people that I work with, I'm close with. But, you know, people would send me stuff over time and, you know, I'd be thinking about these little like singing parts and whatever. Right. And, but it was like someone else's stuff and I, I don't want people to be like, oh, what the fuck's this? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly, like, you know, th- that's not what I wanted to hear on that, you know? <laughs> so, what I think when I like was making the stuff for myself, I was more just like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do exactly what I want to do because I made this, this is, this is a hundred percent me. And I don't, you know, like I, I don't care. Like I'm, I want to do this. So, so I, I feel like it just kind of like helped me be more comfortable with exactly what I wanted to do with it because I was just making it myself. And I, I wasn't like, oh, no. I- I made this and I got to go throw it back to this dude and see like what, what he's going to say about me doing this on it. Right, so right, right. it was kind of like, it was like a freeing kind of thing to just be able to like fully realize like myself as an artist, like what I wanted to do and what I kind of had been like fucking around with on the side for a long time. Like, or in my head, you know, like people are sending me beats and I'm like doing things on it, but then like I then never made it to the actual song because I was just like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll scrap that. But right. yeah, so it was cool to like finally just do that, just kind of do exactly what I wanted to do. And doing what I wanted to do wasn't anything specific. It was just like wherever this takes me, I'll right. just we'll go there. So
0: that's perfect. It was fun. Yeah. It was really yeah.
1: fun to make. It was a really fun record to make.
0: Yeah, the, oh, there are times when it, it feels like, uh, like the greatest hip hop campfire record. <laughs> when you get to like, guess I always knew, and you know, learning how to swim, and like, the, it, it kind of feels like that, and it's certainly, you know, funeral cake and stuff. Like, it, it just there's a real uh, gentle sway to it in in a way that is is. Interesting, but then there's real like straight hip-hop shit on here. You know, Pomplamoose to me is a straight-up hip-hop song. Uh, Mm. Any, you know, weird genre bending going on. Uh, Yeah, I was going to talk about and there aren't many guests on here. Uh, No. So there's two guests, Darko, I Alive. Was the idea always to give yourself space in terms of, but it makes sense, right? You're discovering these things as you go along the production-wise. Yeah. You, you start writing and unleashing on it after you were done. Were you like, this thing doesn't, I don't need to make a bunch of calls to get a bunch of people on this. We're good.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, I That was like another thing with the process. I, I literally was just so engulfed in doing it that I just didn't even think about it. I, you know, I, when I was getting beats from other people and stuff, I would like, oh, I'd write some stuff like, oh yeah, I'll get this person or whatever. But like oh. when, since I was doing it, I was just like fully engulfed. And then the two songs that ended up having guests, which was Pomplamoose, because I thought of Don when I flipped that immediately. Right. So I just was like, okay, I'm gonna like hit up Don, and then I'm gonna show, I'm gonna go over his house and I'm gonna show him this beat. And then I'm gonna tell him that he has to rap on it. Right. And then uh, with Tony Hawk Pro Skater, um, me and me and uh, Darko had talked about um, had talked about that song that I flipped for it, like right before I made like it kind of like led me to make that beat more or less. We were we were just oh. talking about the song, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna send you something." And then I made the beat, and it seemed like. To me, that that beat, well, just it's certain beats. Like, <clears throat> I don't want to hear one person for too long on it. Like, there's some songs that like make sense, you know. That's like obviously most songs are, you know. But there's some things that it's like this beat needs like variation. It needs some it needs another voice. And I felt both of those tracks were definitely those kinds of tracks. And but like yeah, so with Donovan, I'd like thought of him immediately when I was making the beat and it just seemed like it just kind of like went along with who he is. And then Tony off pro skater, I was talking to Darko about that song and then I flipped it and I sent it to him. So those, those two just, that's like how those came to be. Um, But yeah, uh, it's like, I don't know. Like I love, I love collaborating with people. Um, I feel like, you know, on, like, the, the record before that, I just had like that big posse cut that had like right. a that bunch one. of dudes on it. Um, right. And then, like, yeah, I don't, I think the record before that, I only had, and then I only had Donovan on that. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm always trying to work with people, but like, you know, you know how it goes with like, people are always down to work but then something i'm not saying that you know people you know it happens it's just like i can either like not you know i it does just doesn't line up a lot of the time i feel like you know so right that 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 posse cut on wotw was supposed to have like 11 people i was like trying to make it long as shit and uh I think there's like seven dudes on it, but there was supposed to be like 11 people on it. But that was like, that was one of the COVID things is like dudes that I was friends with, like couldn't get some, couldn't get it done because they couldn't yeah. like get it recorded. So
0: no, but yeah, those, uh yeah. So those
1: how those two songs at least came to be with the, that's- with the features.
0: No. And it's, it's great. I think it's great to have Darko on Tony on Pro Skater. His, his flow is in such an incredible place right now, uh, yeah. you know, teenage angst and baloney, and all these releases that he's had. He's really, he's really in, a, in an interesting zone as a performer. Yeah,
1: he's fully like. I feel like he's, he's like always. Obviously, he's just like so fun to listen to, and like honestly. Just, he's one of my favorite people to to watch live. He's just so like mesmerizing on stage. Um, But he, he really like, he's always been great, obviously. Like the dude just says some of the shit that you just would never think of. Um, And he fully is just Darko is Darko. Like there's no one like him. But he really has like come into his own recently even more like more than ever and he's just been really like doing his thing um yeah so and it was funny because I (laughs) I flipped that beat and I was going to send it to him either way but then I made it and I was like this is just a fucking Darko beat like it just I could already hear him on it and it just so happened that the way you know whatever how I made it was just like really really you know was was like super Darko and obviously he killed it. And then my man, uh, uh, Angel, who goes by Pages, he, he um, recorded and he recorded the whole record for mm-hmm. me and he mixed it and mastered it. I like went out to Jersey where he's from and like recorded it all. And uh, he, he sent me the first mix on it and with Darko's stuff. And he had added all those little sound effects, like the bubbles popping and stuff. Oh, and I was like, "This amazing. is this is amazing." So it was just like animated it even more than Darko is animated.
0: So, and, and it's it's so great to have like Darko and I alive, two very different tones, like vocally, mm-hmm. in the, of the album, uh, just really gives gives a lot of flavor there. i we right, we're mm-hmm. gonna go with the tough question now. This is the real. This is my least favorite thing about Andrew. Okay? Okay. I I have a pet peeve with rappers who have too simple a name. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> and now so I'm sitting on Google and I'm like, Andrew? Rapper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I
1: know. Unsearchable. I know. know, Un- unsearchable. I, know. It's, I, it's, I don't make it easy. Uncertain. I know. I'm sorry.
0: YouTube's like, I don't know what you mean, man. I don't know, Andrew. Who's Andrew? Yeah, uh, I know. Crazy. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not helping myself at all there.
0: Just shove some nonsense words after Andrew, like Andrew the knife thrower, all one thing. You're good.
1: Yeah. I I I I kind of I feel you, but I don't know. I always. I feel like Andrew is just so, it's just me. It just, yep. it's just like very simple. And I mean, obviously it's my fucking name, um, but that's, you know what I mean? It's like, there's no complication to it. It's just simply that, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not here being some like, you know, mythical creature or something. That's just, just is what it is. Cause like I said, the You know, I've definitely seen the music spread further with this record, but regardless as if it didn't or not, or if it did or if it didn't, I would be still here doing the same exact thing.
0: And I guess, yeah, you're right in terms of if you create like an alternate personality rap persona, Mm -hmm. then you're stuck in interviews 20 years from now being like, all right, Slim Shady is the part of me that is over here. Marshall Mathers is the part of me that's over there, and that's uh, yeah. That's, uh, I do have alter egos though, so that's fine. That's, next album, we'll look forward to. It. Yeah, it there's out. one out. There's there's an alter ego album out there. That's awesome. I'll send. I'll send it to you. Hit me. Hit me. I will. So, the the other thing here is. I, and I, I teased this on Twitter, Losing Streak is my favorite first song of an album this year. I'm a big nerd for first songs. Uh, Same. I, and last year, my favorite was Ghostface Targaryen by Shrapnel. Uh, when when was the choice made to open with that song? Uh, at what process was that made? The, as soon
1: as I wrote that song, I said, this is going to be the first song on this record. Just immediately. It's just like that song kind of like, to me, it felt like it like described me um, and kind of like showed what, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like an introduction to what the album was. Um, It kind of like hit all those things. Like the the sample was like not super hip hoppy, I mean, it's it's like I mean, obviously, there's there's definitely the elements there, but like it wasn't super hip hoppy. It starts off with like like a half a cigarette sound sound singing voice and then just like bars. And so I was like, this is like what I'm doing. You know, I'm like kind of flipping whatever I want, um, whether, you know, whatever it happens to sound like I'm like going to do some singing on here, singing. Uh, whatever and like I'm just you know it's just kind of like dark comedy is how I kind of like describe what I do is like kind of like dark comedy Um, so like I felt like that really encapsulated that whole like kind of ended up what I did like when I started I kind of was just doing I was doing and then I kind of like sat back and said like this is what I have and I was like well this song seems like it it kind of speaks for the for the whole. So
0: that's that's great. Just, hear, you knew when you made it, and you were like, "This is it. This is this is how we start." Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a friend back in the day who said that the classical template of a hip hop of the best hip hop albums of all time is that the second best record on the album is the first track, and the best track is the last track. Uh, and I think I think Pop nineteen sixty seven kind of does that. I think Losing Streak is fantastic, but I think uh, Funeral Cake is is just a perfect goodbye uh, for the album. yeah. So it's uh, it's just very yeah, and, and the first song is so important to give you the world of the whole album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that really, Losing Streak does, it gives you that whole world of kind of loss, but moving on, uh, uh, acknowledgement. But yeah, light, jaunty kind of, we're moving here. You know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Um, it, that's just kind of how I felt about it. It just, it seemed like I was summarizing the album for you before you listened to it. So, yep. um, and like, yeah, honestly, that's definitely one of my favorite songs that I've ever made in the like 15 years that I've done this. So I was, uh, I was definitely psyched on that one, and it just seemed like it made the most sense to be, to be the way to start it. And and it's funny too because if you if you like dissect the record, where else would you put that record?
0: Oh, that's so. That's such a good point. Is, like
1: like where would you put that like where could it sit it's like first or it's not
0: there that's real yeah no it doesn't so yeah I mean it was and it's weird because I spent the first listen I spent all of frog poster just still absorbed in losing streak being like wow <laughs> uh, and yeah yeah but everybody me was was like well because I first time I listen I'm like all right losing streak is a one-off this is the kind of artsy rockish type record and then we're gonna get he's gonna get this is gonna become a conventional and it was like wow no he does this uh this is cool uh yeah no it's it's you you do you stick to what you're great at which is very it's a relief right there are people who are great at singing and don't sing enough you know what i mean Mm -hmm. absolutely there are people who like are great at rapping but Sing Too Much, it's like all these, it's hard to know what you're great at, the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's definitely a relief. The Manual Labor, Temporary Blue, obviously another incredible song, but like, direct and angry and hostile in a way that I, I really enjoy. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I definitely, I was like super into Temporary Blue. That was like, I honestly, that was like hard not to put on Pop 1967. Um, but I kind of had the thought, like, I recorded a lot of songs in the sessions that I did Pop 1967. And I kind of was like, yo, like, not all of these songs are going to go on this record. But, like, I feel like, again, going back to the beginning of this interview, we literally talked about how you make songs, and then they don't see the light of day, and then they're just, like, you're like, oh, well, that one song was cool, but yeah, it was, like, with a batch of other other or whatever. So I was like, honestly, I feel like all these other songs deserve to at least see the light of day. Maybe they're not, like, my best songs, like... Maybe not every one of them is like, oh, man, this is, like, my favorite song. But, like, I'm like, yo, all these songs are worth putting out. And so that's kind of, like, how I was feeling. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to put out something to follow this, like, quickly after. So, and I thought temporarily Temporary Blue would have been, like, just a really good song to, like, start that. So totally. I kind of, like, did the losing streak, kind of set it up. With that,
0: I've always had an EP theory that an EP should be either like the last of a direction that you went on, right? Like you said, we did this. I got these hanging around. Let me get this all out of my system, or mm. like an experiment in a new direction, right? It should be kind of one or the other, right? Okay, uh, uh, because if you really want to fully explore something, you should kind of album the thing out, right? 100%. But if 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 you're just kind of dipping your toe in the water in a different way to see if it works, an EP is perfect for that. Uh, and maybe it grows or maybe it doesn't. But yeah, it yep. seems like Daniel Labor was like, I also have this. Why don't I just also Yeah, it so it's not lost?
1: Yeah. Well, that that was kind of just my whole deal is like, I was like, well, people don't even have attention span to listen to an EP these days. So I'm not about to put out a 20 song record. So that's how pop 1967. And then I was like, all right, well, I still want to put these songs out. So that was why it was an EP. But uh, I mean, it's funny because like at the same time as they're like cohesive with pop 1967, I feel like they still kind of have their own personality as well. So they kind of like work together. They work on their own, like they work as separate projects. Like you can listen to them separately or you can listen to them at flow through and they still, you know, are cohesive. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just going to keep making some shit. So
0: a good, a good indication of the dark comedy brand here. Um, I love the pop 1967 cover. Um, Yeah,
1: that's definitely, it came out so good. It's just ridiculous.
0: So good. And it was just, it's such a great, because the the comedy inherent in this is like, most rappers have to do exciting things. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You have to be like holding a gun to a mafioso on the cover. Uh, And you're just like in your bed with your cats. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's just—it's
1: funny, it, it, but it's like uh, this is life, man. Like life. I fucking worked all day, and now I'm tired, and I'm gonna go to sleep. And my cats are usually sitting right there, and that's just a sum—it sums up like regular life. So, and it just came out as a great, great painting. So, it's funny. It was just like the photo, and then I was like, man, this is this is just. A good photo and then I sent it to my my buddy in New York who's like he's a really awesome painter and I it was funny so I was I saw one of his paintings like at one point like shortly before that and it was just um, a painting of of someone in a bodega and you know and like the bodega there's like a fucking wall with like a million little like things all over the wall and he had literally painted every little detail of them and they just it looked so great and then i saw that photo and i was like all right yeah you're just gonna have to do this because it's like it just it like made me think of it and he killed it and it's like just incredible
0: i told my son (laughs) because we've been going over art a lot and and like trying to think about art a lot and i said when you get a comic book Look at the city. Look behind the main characters. See how much effort they put in the city. You know, the windows and the lights and the stars. and
1: Yeah, because it's not just the main things that matter.
0: And look at that background. uh, And that's when you start to understand the art behind this. It's not just Batman. It's Gotham City. Uh, And that's, yeah, that's beautiful. And it, it was... It, it does. It has all those details. So,
1: yeah, it's he, yeah. Like, like I said, I saw the, the bodega one bodega when he did, and I was like, yeah, this is like he, he's going to do exactly what I want here. So, and he delivered beyond what I, uh what I'd hoped. So, that's it's, cool. it's I'm, I'm really, I'm really psyched on that cover, though. Yeah. It's funny. That's, that's the one thing. So, like, every, you know, I, I've definitely been getting a lot of good feedback. I've been, The album's been spread further than I, you know, have probably, you know, I've reached more people, like more new people than I ever have with Mm -hmm. any project. But this definitely like this project is a departure for me in general from like the from the past. But then, um, you know, so obviously the sound. But the one thing is that every single person is like this fucking album cover is great. Like everybody that's like, you know. Which is good because it's like funny, um, like I put it in perspective of like beers. Like everybody makes craft beers now, and like there's a million beers, and you don't know which ones are good or which ones are not because there's so many, you just like can't keep up. And there's you know these really good craft breweries that make these beers, and they're like their branding is terrible, and like all their labels are awful. And it's like, yo, if you're going to make like a good product, like make, make the art and make what's going to represent you like match that because people are going to go into a thing. And most people like, unless they know more than, you know, the average Joe, they're going to, they're going to like pick the one that looks better to them because some brands that make shit beer have great branding. So, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to make something you're proud of and you're going to do Like, you're going to work hard and do a really good job on it. Like, do it all the way, not just partially. So, yeah, like, that's why with that cover, I was like, yeah, I need to, like, I made the record and I was like, yeah, like, I need to, I need to, like, make sure this cover is, like, just as catching as the music that I'm putting on it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I tell you, I started this website 2011-ish, and right in the mixtape era, and I couldn't, when you went on those Dat Piff sites and live, mm. mix, all those sites, and, you know, just taking shots, just listening to whoever was around.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And 100% of the time, if the cover sucked, the, the thing sucked, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah, like...
1: It, it was definitely more common that if you like some shitty ass cover, it was like not as good. I mean, obviously it's not a foolproof method, but like a lot of the time it kind of like, it looked like crap and it sounded like crap.
0: And it's, and it's, yeah, it's just like, you took the effort to make this cover beautiful. Let me fully engage with it and see what's going on. here. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, more people need to take that seriously, especially when, because I, I just talked to Josh Virtue from Chicago, you to baby, uh, Y Records, and Josh Virtue says something, she said that your album exists in three timelines. It exists when you recorded it, when you released it, and where you are now. And that's pivotal in the sense that if you nailed the artwork and you nailed the album, you get to look at that like a successful wedding album and be like, "That was fucking good. We fucking did it." Yeah.
1: You know? absolutely. Yeah, you want to look back at it in all aspects and be like, "Proud of it." One
0: hundred percent. It's and the inter- so the interesting part about manual labor is the last three songs specifically are I think the darkest points of your year. Uh, mm. You know, we talk about. It's kind of dark in here. Slow down, dance, comedy of errors. It's it's, I don't know. That really it drills down into your point of the human condition getting kind of shitty.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It definitely like it was like temporary blue, and then you walk your way down the stairs.
0: Yeah, no, for and, sure. Bat out of he- out of heaven is is pretty cool but it is like dipping into that Um, yeah for
1: sure it's it's definitely leading you there but it's a pop song straight up like i I can't describe that song in any other way than just it's a pop song um it's funny because that was one i was like i don't know like this this because like this is even more of a departure than this other stuff and i was like you know what like fuck it this is like what whatever i like made this and this is I was doing this and whatever it's like I it was fun and I and it was just kind of like me trying to I was just doing what I felt like doing so I was like whatever
0: I'll just put it on here now we are it, so, you can feel like the lighter swing sway- yeah
1: that's definitely like a uh a depressing pop song We'll like more or less
0: yeah no but you can't you can't worry about it in terms of the uh oh are you still there because your picture's frozen. Oh. Pause. Oh. So the other thing is, we're talking about, and, and we, I, I got the chance to sit down with Darko about You Don't Deserve This Beautiful Art, do kind of an uh, overview of the label. Uh, mm-hmm. He's always been a super stand-up dude in any interactions with me. Uh, yeah. Yeah incredibly sincere uh in yeah he's a great guy and so what how is the experience on you don't deserve this beautiful life was... uh
1: it, i mean that's that's why i i did the record with him um like i, I met him through donovan um through like hellhole store stuff and just like met him in person a bunch um like played we played like shows together and whatnot and he was just awesome, awesome dude. And um, the last couple albums, obviously, I put out on Cold Rhymes with like Donovan and Height. Um, and and like, you know, I love those guys, and I was that was great to work with them too. Um, but I feel like with with you don't deserve this beautiful art. Darko is like super. Um, He's just very easy to work with in a way where, you know, like I came to him and I was like, hey, I'm working on this album. Um, I don't know if you want to put it out. Uh, I am waiting on the mixes, so I don't know when I'm going to have it. But as soon as I get it, I just want to put it out. Like, because I'd finished recording this record in like the end of 2020. Like, uh." like probably like november or something and i was just waiting for a while for the mixes because my uh my boy who was doing it he just he had like a giant stack of work on his plate and he just like just had so much stuff which is fine and and like obviously this project was big so it was a lot it was like a big undertaking for him so you know i was like talking to darko i was like yeah like you know i was gonna put it out with cold rhymes but they have like a lot of stuff slated for you know times to drop and you know like the proper you know like roll out and i was like honestly i just want to as soon as i get this album i just want to put it out i don't want to like wait at all so he was like yeah a hundred percent like i'm down so awesome. um yeah so which was great so I was able to like, I sent him, you know, he said that, he said like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and then I did I hadn't even sent him anything yet, but obviously I, you know, he knows, he knows me. So at least he knew right. him somewhat. So I was like, awesome. And then I sent him like, you know, the first song or like single, whatever single is anymore. But yeah. So like the first song dropped for it. And he was like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm super into it. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, down just let me know when you get the mixes and we'll like get it out ASAP so it was really cool that he's just very like flexible and it, it was nice just because like I, I understand the the need for you know like a schedule and you know proper time to promote things and whatever but um also like I think there's like a time and place just to be like I just want to put this up. and Darko really allowed me to do that and it was really nice because obviously he put out the record for me and also promoted it too and uh and did all that as well um in a short time frame which was nice and I appreciate that because like like I said I I worked hard on this record and I really I really like was proud of it And I'd waited, I was waiting on it for a minute. So I was just really wanted to just get it out there and get it off my plate so I could like move forward. Like I couldn't just be like, oh yeah, let me wait three more months. Like, no, get this thing off me. I need to like continue making music, but I couldn't even like, couldn't focus on recording new stuff because like I was still thinking about this, like that wasn't even out. Right. But uh, so yeah, Darko is great. I mean, I just talked to him. Like pretty regularly, anyway. Um, just okay. for about whatever. Um, so it was, you know, he's super easy to work with, and it was just a great experience. So I, I really appreciate that he uh, that he was that he worked with me with my short time frame and, and helped me out with that. We also got um, cassettes of it coming out as oh, well. Cool. So so yeah, we uh, we hit the order for the cassettes a bit ago, so they should be here, here soon. Um, so yeah so I have that I read I like adapted the artwork for the cassette cover and everything so it's the same album but the cover but like I I made it work for the for the tape so you know it'll be a physical yeah and then I'm hoping to like have a couple videos maybe Mm -hmm. at some point for it and uh, yeah so still gonna do a few things with pop but, uh, but yeah so it's cool yeah so he he definitely was super super made made it made me feel a lot like better about just being able to get it right out there so shout out to darko for that
0: yeah no and, and it's the thing about the way darko conducts it is that he kind of keeps his audience on their toes anyway right mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you saw that with the electric banana stuff, and just like, you know what? Be ready for me to drop anything. You know, yeah.
1: like that man puts out more music than anybody. So, and, and he, so he understands. That's why I was like, "Hey, man, I want to put out this record immediately." <laughs> so,
0: and he, yeah, he gets it. But he, he's also just, you know, if you if you condition your audience to understand, look, it's going to hit all genres. It's going to be all over the place, but it's going to be great. Trust me. Uh, and you pay that off enough. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's the people that follow uh, that label. It's really great. I think it's a cool uh, little niche. there.
1: So. It definitely is cool. He's definitely doing a lot of different stuff, like some really cool stuff, though. So it's cool, like, that he's just helping people put out music as well, which is great. So, I mean... There's a lot of people that a lot of talented people that don't have a platform, so he's definitely uh, helping a lot, helping a lot of people, which yeah, is no, great.
0: I think Torito's is is he's one of my favorites. Just Torito's the- is great. I love he's Toritos the best. so much. I just I was talking when I was like he's the he's the Benny the Butcher of Nerd Rap. He's so serious and he's so good and he conducts all his shit but it's, it's the funniest, weirdest references. Uh, he's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. He says so many words in a verse. Yes. Like, he's, yeah. and he's the type of dude that, like, I listen to, like, his shit. Uh, I, like, listen to his verse, like, just per se on, like, uh, Faux 75 that was on W2W. And it's, like, he, he says so much that, like, you every time you listen to it, you like pick up more on like a little part of it, which is cool. It's like a you know you're like peeling back the layers.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny, but he's a rapper's rapper, like straight up. Yeah, absolutely, no fucking joke. And and I mean that's obviously same for you with like you know I'm gonna do mood that's a palindrome. Like you know it, you you have a lot of really high level wordplay that's like good shit. Uh, Thank you. And to me, that's the heart of it. Is like as experimental as you get. Oh no, the cat's eating Chinese food. The so <laughs> what do you? Mean? Um, but yeah, no, it's as 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 experimental as it gets. It's like this is a fucking rap album, and don't forget it. This is not yeah, it's not fucking around. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. And that's like that's kind of like you hit it on the head there. Like that's kind of the point. Is like yeah. You know, I can do, I'm doing this or doing that, but, like, I'm, like, not, like, I'm not just, like, here giving you some, like, a uh, couple rap lines just to, like, go along with this song I made. Like, this is a rap song. Yes, there's other elements to it. Maybe the the sounds aren't traditional, but, like, this is a rap song. And this is, like, that is, that's why it's here. Like, the other things are just pieces to it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I just love, like, writing so much. So it's it's definitely, like, I love writing just, like, bars. It's so fun. But it's really nice to, like, be able to, like, uh, just do different things just because it kind of just creates space more for, like, the bars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like songs when people sometimes are just, like, literally, like, wrapping their ass off like just fucking going hard but like it's also nice when there's like a break and you know like there's something a different element that kind of breaks it up and kind of makes it like work even better than if it was just straight through some things are good for that but not everything so
0: i mean it's not that it's not that everybody needs to do hooks and bridges or whatever it's that you like you kind of have to know the fundamentals before you can redefine the fundamentals uh, mm-hmm. and have the skill sets in your pocket so that you can use them when you need them. Uh, don't don't skip over, right? Um, Absolutely. And so that, that seems to be, you know, where we're at. I, it's an interesting question. I've had some interesting answers. I really only reserve this kind of question for people that I think are... Uh, are really interesting and give interesting answers. This is what is your favorite non rap album of the last 10 years?
1: The last 10 years? Wow. That's a really hard question.
0: The, I, because... I asked to Doof, uh, and he, Doof is incredible, and he said The Ooze by King Cruel, which was a good poll.
1: King Cruel is good. Fuck. That's, that's a hard question.
0: I didn't mind. I'm still Fiona Apple, Idler Wheel 2013. That's still my, that's where my heart is.
1: I still like listen to Fiona Apple, Shadow Boxer on a regular basis.
0: It's, yeah, she is.
1: Because it's just uh, tremendous. I like, I'm just being, work just like singing. People are just looking at me like, this is what's happening right now. I'm sorry. No,
0: no, she's, I, I think she's one of the talents of my generation we, we talk about my I'm, I'm 41 we talk about one of we talk about the people who define my generation she'll be one of the names uh, I, fiona I,
1: apple is someone i'll never forget just like
0: i don't know where are you from dan I, i'm in maine yep
1: maine okay so i don't know where this existed and where it didn't exist but there was this thing on cable back back when I was like 12 or so maybe, it was called The Box. Mm -hmm. And it was just music videos, like strictly, like there wasn't like anything. It was just, you could call in and just request music videos. And I remember that I saw Fiona Apple criminal music video when I was like 12 and being like, what is this? Like being so like, is this pornography? Like what, she's like in a bathtub and shit. And you're just
0: like- With the feet. yeah."
1: I yes. know, and I was like, oh, and that song is so like, it's like mysterious and like very like, yep. kind of like uh, way, and then like, this the sounds, and then you you just see her and like the, oh man, I remember, I'll I'll never forget that. So yeah, let me just. Chopped on apple,
0: a, and there was a sense of Shakespearean guilt kind of running through her writing. Uh, oh, she's she, a great writer. She's carrying so much and articulating so much uh I, I when when Island Wheel broke, uh the song Werewolf, which is like right in the middle, uh became like the breakup song that was like the breakup song theme from my wife's friend and for like and we kind of communicated through each other uh and we're like you gotta hear this, you know? Um yeah <laughs> it's fucking amazing. The beautiful That's
1: um shit that i literally listen to so much stuff i'm just like i know what i also have a hard time thinking about like for me mm-hmm. like 2000 was in the last 10 years oh, that's, that's yeah i'm one. like i'm like what so yeah. 2011
0: like oh shit that's 10 years yep yep <laughs> time time doesn't make sense but. it really
1: doesn't uh Fuck, I'm trying to think of some of the albums I've been really running hard. I'm, and then I'm like, I'm like, did this album even come out in the last 10 years? <laughs> let's let's I, take
0: 10 years out of it. Let's just take 10 years out of it.
1: Oh, man. Let's see.
0: But yeah, no, it's.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a walk sure. with you still. Still, obviously. Yeah.
0: No, it, it, but that's, um, it's one of the cool things about hip hop is that hip hop does touch all these different genres and mm-hmm. interact with them in a real way. So, so much. Yeah.
1: So it's so much. It, it And like, and that's, and that's like, for me is like, I am in, inspired by so much stuff um, like outside of hip hop, you know, that... Mm-hmm. Like that's, I feel like that that's kind of like one of the reasons that um, like the record sounds like it does because, you know, uh, I'm just kind of listening to what I listen to and I feel like a lot of it is like not necessarily like the same place that's like traffic to find a sample or something, you know?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah,
1: It's just kind of like, oh, this is just, and I'll, I'll I'll, like see a little part, I'll like hear something and be like, oh yeah, like I can like just use this one little thing to like make this work.
0: Right.
1: Yep. So that's kind of like, I feel like that's kind of like why the whole album sounds like it does. Right. Um, Let's see here. So. When did this album come out?
0: So yeah, if if we if if you were to say the albums that like really influenced pop nineteen sixty seven and how it sounds, what what comes to mind off the bat?
1: <sighs> Man, I don't even know. Um, um, I feel like I'm like super influenced songwriting wise by a lot of like, like singer songwriters like like uh like one of my always trafficked is like jason molina like songs ohio like magnolia electric company Uh um that dude was just like a crazy great writer like elliot smith is probably my is my favorite he's my he's just like i you know that dude is my favorite like musician or just kind of in general he yeah. his and and it's funny because it's like so there's a lot of it's it's weird to say but like there's a lot of influence in my albums my album that album from that especially with like my singing parts because if you like listen to a lot of his records he layers the shit out of like all like his vocals are like super layered yeah. so when me like trying to sing and stuff because i'm not a singer by any means Like, I just would do different layers, like layers on layers to kind of, like, create this, like, wall of sound kind of like that, like, kind of brings it all in. Um, And, like, that was just from listening to him over, like, forever is just like, all right, well, that's what he is doing. So I guess, like, I'm going to try to, like, stack these to, like, see what happens. And I was like, oh, this is actually not the worst thing ever. Um a super big album for me that i always that i've been, been like running forever is uh the roots tipping point i mean in philadelphia obviously is black thought is just like right, right. better than everybody ever so I mean, there's that yeah. um but like tipping point was just like i don't know why what it was about tipping point that really like i feel like it's a random album but it is like, I, like, that album to me is just, like, I fucking love it. Um The most, one of the most, like, inspirational rap songs to me ever that, like, really made me, Black Thought made me want to, like, want to write rap songs because it was just so, like, this is incredible. Like, this right. is just, like, his wordplay is just, like, insane. And his delivery is just, I mean, obviously the dude is just, on another level but right. the song the song web on that record i don't know if you yes. know it off top yep. so <clears throat> that song was just like was it is like super super that's like the the one of my favorite songs ever just still like i i just it's so inspirational to me because it's like literally nothing but a drum break and a, <laughs> and a bass line that's just like I don't, like, nothing. There's really not much. It's just, what? and he just fucking go, he just, what he does on that is just so impressive that it just, like, completely drew me in, like, oh, yeah, this is the best thing ever. Um, so that that record is really, it's funny, like I said, because it's, like, tipping point. When you when you think of the Roots, people are like, oh, yeah, the Roots, like, you don't think a tipping point is, like, the best Roots record. It's, like, a random Roots record. Totally. Totally. That was, like, at the time, I think, at the time of my life and at the time, like, of writing and stuff, it was so, I think it was just, like, right in front of me. And I just, like, really connected with it Um, just because, like, I mean, Black Thought is always good. And the, the, the roots are just, like, so musical that, you know... It, that kind of like drove me to be like okay like like this is this is like something i want to do like you know like not just you know it can be more than just you know what what you're at. It was definitely like a like something that i saw as like a very influential thing because it was just more than than most um but and yeah, I'm, always,
0: ch- yeah, I'm always interested in like the non-classic albums by an an artist that has classics, right? Like mm-hmm, I'm always mm-hmm. attracted to. Well, what about before that? What about after that? Because like I want to see how good you are outside of that pocket, right? Of mm-hmm. like work, and yeah, no. Black Thought has real high points on like every every album you know, every route
1: a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, cause that album came out in 2004. So I was like in high school listening to that, like, and I started, like, I really actually started rapping in like 2006 mm. and, and it's just like, you know, just listening to web, like on repeat all the time. Like I still just listen to that song cause it's awesome. so good. And, uh, Yeah, like, that was just so influential to me at the time. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's because, you know, like, right around that time is when I started, like, actually trying to write and, like, Mm -hmm. trying to do it. Um, And it was funny. So, like, in college, I had, like, a public speaking class. And we could, uh, for our final, we could do any published work. Mm -hmm. And I did web by wow. uh, The Roots as my final project. I just did it like spoken word style, obviously, mm-hmm. but, like I didn't get the beat or anything, but yeah, I just yeah. like, I did that. Cause I, I listened to that song so many times that I just knew every single word. It's
0: home court advantage at that point. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So it was, that was, yeah. It's like, that's probably the most influential song to me as like, a, as starting out as like trying to be a writer. That's was awesome. that song
0: that's incredible so. no, it, it, when you talked about Elliot Smith the first thing I thought about uh, off off XO was baby Britain right because mm-hmm. like I remember when because I didn't I didn't listen to Elliot Smith a lot uh, but then because it, it was part of the really like the sad kind of Jeff Buckley singer-songwriter with damage kind of... 100%.
1: Substance. Yeah, 100%.
0: And I was like, eh, but when I listened to Elliot Smith, I was like, nah, man, this shit is, like, warm. There's a like, real kind of innate warmth to his delivery and his... 100%. And I was like, it doesn't feel sad to me for some reason because, I don't know, because of that, because of the, the textures of what he's putting out, so I can see how that works with the dark comedy that, that, that you... You
1: do. for sure and, and the thing is like <clears throat> that there's just so much like musicianship and like craft in the writing and like and the way that it's recorded like it's just it, it's not even if you just like take it beyond like what you're actually listening to just just to look at like how they're doing it it's like that's that's something to just like you know look at to even like get inspiration from like the way that he's such a good songwriter but like it's just the way that they did everything was really like definitely influential and in the way that i kind of approached doing stuff when i started doing it myself which is really random because it's like fucking Elliot smith and hip-hop it doesn't even make sense but yeah
0: i don't he know was, <laughs> he was super diy he was super like you know low-key lo-fi like just ground floor but he ended up like on the grammy stage playing like a major soundtrack song like yeah like he was
1: in the he was in the running against celine dion yes for fucking my heart will go on from the titanic like why you even got me up here like everyone knows celine dion's
0: gonna win this shit but in -hmm. his cheap white suit but uh yeah it's funny no but it's it's crazy that he was able to just do all this himself really low key and get to that mm. height he's a good person to listen to if you want to like believe that anything's possible right if you're just like 100% like
1: all the first records are just like recorded on an eight track like with nothing and then it just kind of like he got it got built up to there and like you said like he ended up there was the songs in the Gus Van Zandt movie and that's why he was up there for the um, for the thing with Celine Dion, but it's like, yeah, like you. I mean, it started off just as doing it yourself, and it turned into a lot more. So it's, awesome. it's definitely like you know what you're saying. It's it's like you can you can start off you know very small, and and you can reach a lot further than you realize.
0: Yeah, man. No, I think that is the the place to end it. That is where we're at. I think. I appreciate you uh, giving giving me the time here. I, I it's great to to talk to you because you are definitely one of the voices that I've discovered this year, uh, who's been just really exciting to listen to. Uh. Thank you. I really
1: appreciate all the all like the love that you give in the record. Uh, like honestly, I'm I'm just like I said, I'm just thankful that you know some some stuff that i'm making is can resonate with people or you know be something that people can can kind of vibe with and like enjoy it it's just it's cool because i like just i love music and i live to like i need to make music to operate it on a day-to-day basis like this is i need it a hundred percent so the fact that you know I was able, especially with this project, to make something that <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people were, you know, very much like caught off guard by, and really kind of like seem to be super into it. Is like just a you know, it's super cool, and um, I, yeah, like I'm just grateful for anybody that's you know listen to the record. It's just, it's just really nice. It's kind of so. Thank you for having me. And, you yeah, know, thank you for, for for running the projects. Um, so you'll have to send me your address. Uh, I'll send you
0: a, a tape
1: once we get them.
0: Ooh, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, I mean, it was weird when, when people used to go up to me and say, you know, what, what drives you to write or whatever. I think my, I settled on an answer that was, I don't feel good if I'm not. Like, my brain doesn't feel good if I'm yeah. not. Uh, I
1: can't not, I can't not write. I just can't. Like, it's just, it's like just an essential part of me. I just, I'm going to write whether it's good or bad. I just need to write to be. So
0: that's, that's it. So yeah. I mean, that, that's the place for it. And yeah, I appreciate uh, coming on and and as earnest as you are and keep me abreast of all activities. Email me, let me know.
1: I will. And uh, before we close out, I will say that I am going to put out a new record, hopefully this year, with, uh, with uh, Zilla on $3 Pistol. So, I was just recording some today. I've, I'm about 85% done recording it. Uh, it's another all-the-way self-produced record. Um, I don't think there's any features at all on this one um so yeah it's just more of honestly it's like i feel like it's in the vein of pop 1967 emmanuel labor but i also feel like it's like a progression beyond it maybe um i don't know uh but it's definitely me um there's a there's a lot of more stuff going on there and uh yeah so i'm i'm really excited to to get it going i'm just uh i'm gonna finish up recording the last few tracks for it um and i got another This definitely the first song on it is is uh one of my favorites so hopefully you'll feel the same um but uh yeah so i'm trying to get that out this year with uh zilla and three dollar pistol um so definitely be on the lookout for that i will I'll inform you more when uh, when I know more. But hopefully, I'm going to get this done and out to someone to hopefully get in someone's hands for mixing before August. So
0: yeah, I mean, so I'm hoping to
1: hoping to get out that record this year.
0: Yeah, follow so. Three Dollar Pistol on on Bandcamp. Zilla gives great updates, uh, and and I would say. It's really good advice. This kind of Zilla advice uh, of it seems what his game plan has been, right? He's been doing call-out culture podcasts and bumping into these great musicians, great albums. And he just chases down the people who made the albums and works with them. He's just like, you know, he found your record. He loved your record. He told me about it. And then he's like, I'm recording with, with, you know, with Andrew. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's funny because we had like played a show. We had like, did some stuff, played the shows together before, like one or two maybe. And like, I don't know, but it, it's just, honestly, it just goes to show with this record. Like I, it was just a departure from everything else. And like, it struck a chord with way more people than I thought it would. And like, he just happened to be one of them that he listened to the record and was just like, yeah, like, I don't know, you, you like turned a corner or something. Um, and like kind of found yourself, which I feel like I did. And I don't, I guess it just took me starting to like make stuff for myself and doing exactly what I wanted to do to do that. But uh, yeah, so like I said, I'm just, I I got a right to, to be, and I'm just like, I just been making and writing. So I'm just gonna keep, I'm just gonna keep pumping away. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna try to get an, at least that record out this year. And Ooh. I've been working on like a bunch of other stuff too. So
0: that's fantastic. Yeah. Finding your own fully formed like voice and style is like becoming your own flavor. Like in the absolutely barbecue place, like that bit of sauces that they have, and you're like I making, like that. That's a good one. Ah. Oh shit. That's the one, you know, you've become your yeah. own Yeah,
1: Yeah. And when you when you finally find it, it's very you know, it's like it's you know, it takes takes some time sometimes. Like I said, I've been been at it for fifteen years, so it's uh I guess it just took took, you know, it all it takes is one thing sometimes and that's I guess was what it took.
0: You got the direction. I yeah. Keep me in the loop. Thank you for being here. Uh thank you. And and thank you, Liz Cambage, for everything you do.